Welcome to Soul Stirrings, a podcast where all things regarding faith, communication, and culture are considered. I'm your host, Paul Patton, and here's hoping for at least a couple of grins and maybe one strange amen. Welcome, everyone. Uh, welcome to Soul Stirrings. Again, my name is Brandon Knight, Assistant Professor of Speech Communication at William Carey University, and I'm here with Paul Patton, uh, just a good friend and colleague, and of course, the, the primary host of Soul Stirrings. And I'm just appreciative that we can continue to have this discussion of God talk and the manipulative use of spiritual language. Now, in our previous discussions, we primarily focused on some of the price tags, some of the negative effects that can result from uh, using the Lord's name in such a way that uh, we we remove agency from others at times, saying that we hear a word from the Lord when in fact we're just using it because it gets us to the the desired end. Um, and so now uh, Paul and I were redirecting our attention after talking some of these price tags. We're now uh, going to talk about some of the remedies, if you will. Uh, if if you are ever finding yourself in such a situation where you see someone using God talk and they're attempting to manipulate you in some way, uh, how might you confront them about that? And so, Paul, just to start with you, what what do you think would be the first way? And have you had any experience confronting someone? Well, in in previous um, uh, podcast, I've talked uh, about a couple of stories and and uh, inferred, but I want to be more explicit about how I responded uh, to them. The one was the woman who came in um, to our uh, uh, theater production, and it was a very loud production when we opened our theater, Trinity House Theater in 1981. It was a, a show called um, uh, Gravity. And uh, there was a band playing in the back and there were some actors on the stage and a woman came in late and sat down in the back row and was agitated for whatever reason. And then 10 minutes later, she got up very loudly and abruptly and left, stormed out. I happened to be in the back. And so I was, you know, wanting to know if she was okay. And she said, no, God has told me that this show is evil. And I was one of the writers of the show. <laughs> and so uh, eventually I asked her, well, was this, and this is what I recommend if you're feeling controlled or manipulated by uh, by manipulative use of religious language. I asked her, okay, is this, did you literally hear a, the, a voice or was this what I call an inner impression? In this first case, back in the early 80s, she would not back down. She said, no, I heard the voice of God. It was a literal voice. Now, I wasn't going to be uh, psychiatrically employed, I'm not a psychiatrist, to, to imply that this was a, a manifestation of some kind of psychological disorder. But I wanted to take her seriously, and I followed up by saying, okay, uh, we're talking about the God of the universe who made more galaxies than we can imagine, and a universe larger, more expansive than we can imagine. Yep, 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 that God told me that this was evil. Well, I didn't have a relationship with her. She was an audience member that came and went. I gave her the, her money back and just 
chalked it up as uh, as a, a, a really an incredible experience. She made no apologies. She was quite loud, a little bit disruptive to the audience. Um, but I, I, I do think it's important that people feel uh, um, uh, empowered to be able to say, look it, let me ask you, is this an inner impression or is this a literal voice? Mm-hmm. Um, and the other story I told uh, in a previous episode about a, 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 a young woman whose roommate was getting married, and so she had thought that she had heard a voice from God saying to her roommate, don't marry this man because he's, you know, of the devil or whatever. It's not going to work out. And so I asked, I I got, uh, in fact, the story was told to me by the the couple because I was doing premarital counseling with them. And when they were very forlorn, as I'd mentioned before, in the beginning, but I told them, I said, look at the, the, the man you're about to marry, Lori, Dan is a wonderful man. He's a deacon at our church. I've known him for years. I think very confidently that this is a false prophecy. So they gave me her number. I called her and I told I identified myself and I said, "Look at, you know, I I'd heard that you had had a prophecy from God and saying that uh that Dan, the 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 fiance of your roommate is 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 evil." Uh, I know him, and I don't think that that's the case. But can I ask you, did you hear a literal voice, or is this an inner impression? She also said it was a literal voice. That's a little bit harder to deal with, because and you can try to get people to back off, but trying to help them understand how serious this is, if this is not the voice of God, that this is a disregard of the third command. And so the first thing is to do is to just to push back. You can do it gently. And if they say, uh, no, this was an inner impression. Uh, I didn't hear a literal voice, but this is what I think God wants. That's all, That is something that can be clarified to, to the person as what we've known historically uh, communally uh, as the ministry of conscience. And for instance, as I'd mentioned before, when Martin Luther was being condemned at the Diet of Worms in 1521, uh, his final statement is, my, ca- my conscience is captive to the word of God. I can recant nothing, for to go against conscience is neither honest or, nor safe. Here I stand, I can do no other. God, help me. He did not say to his um uh to his accusers that you know that that God has told me that you're evil he did not say he said it's my conscience informed by the scriptures that i'm reading uh and and it's okay oftentimes somebody who is using religious uh language manipulatively uh uh biblical language manipulatively uh, they don't realize uh, it's not explicit to them that they're being manipulative, especially if what they uh, assume is uh, the directional, wise, directional, God-ordained path is affecting someone else. But it's important for people who, if they're feeling manipulated in the church, that they get to the bottom, that they can push back, that they have the that they have the the sensibility and 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 the uh, and 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 the godly reasons to push back 
So, uh, you know, don't hesitate to ask the person again, inner impression, or did you literally hear the voice of God? I, I do question it because I just thinking about my own instances, it, it seems, um, that it is, would be much easier to not say anything to that person. And, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it causes a break in the relationship, a break in the church. Um, um, and then by also not confronting them, they're able to continue in that without any pushback. Absolutely. And pastors, I think, make the mistake of thinking that they're not being ministered to, uh, to by pushback. Mm. This is a faithful congregant who's being respectful. But when you say this, I feel controlled and manipulated. Where is the biblical principle here? Because our conscience is informed by biblical principle, ideally. And um, just, it's an, it's an invitation to an adult-adult conversation that can be freeing. Uh, as I mentioned before, oftentimes pastors will do this when they are, particularly in Baptistic uh, uh, churches where there's no uh, hierarchical order, there are no bishops, there are no el- there are, are no district superintendents. The pastor will say, you know, uh, I'm feeling led uh, to leave this church and go to another one. Well, they didn't tell anyone that they were candidated in another church because they, you know, and the reason that they were perhaps looking. Uh, to candidate at another church that they were invited to 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 be a pulpit supply pastor for a little bit for a week or two because uh it it could be based upon uh the pastor's uh difficulties at the current church and for for him or her to say uh, God is leading me elsewhere uh avoids talking about really what's What's the problem that can be addressed? And God used as an avoidance. Yeah, that's, that's, so yeah, like uh, literally a euphemism, but God is the, the name of the Lord is used to cover over your agenda, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's a com- complete disregard of the third command. Don't misuse my name. Um. So this is this is something that uh, we we can we can revisit. But our, our our main emphasis today is is what do you say when you're sensing that you're being manipulated, when things are not being spoken other than God told me this is the the direction that God is leading me or leading us, particularly if it's negatively affecting someone else. Yeah, well, I think that's a good point to end on. Um, uh, I, I do think we could talk more about the conscience and its, its important place, but somehow how just in the 21st century, we seem to not be willing to rely on it. we we got to have something more yeah. concrete. Yeah, a, a conscience voice. captivated by the word of God. It's a moral perspective delineated and deepened by biblical awareness. This is our objective. Well, Paul, I think that's a that's a good antidote, if you will, for some of the the price tags that we've discussed for God Talk thus far. Uh, just a way to push back, uh, even seeing as confronting someone doing this as a form of ministry and holding 
other believers believers accountable. Just want to say thank you again for letting me be a part of this uh, with you. And for those listening, uh, we'll continue this discussion, seeing uh, other ways that we might be able to confront and um, put an end to God talk and manipulative use of spiritual language. We'll see you next time.